lovely to, uh, to gather together, to meet together this morning. It's, uh, it's lovely to see some, um, I was going to say some old faces, but then you might think, uh, I mean, uh, all, uh, people that we've known for a, for a long time uh, and people that we have just got, are just getting to know, um, people that we've not seen uh, for, uh, for a while, and it's lovely to, uh, to welcome you back. We're going to uh, open our service uh, this morning uh, in praise by singing together hymn number 76. But just as a verse that leapt out from, for me in preparing this morning was from Luke chapter 18. We're going to be reading this later on. Uh, it's about uh, the blind beggar Bartimaeus who received his sight and Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him when he came near Jesus asked him what do you want me to do for you he was a blind man who was a beggar and Jesus asked him what do you want me to do for you let's just think that thought uh, as we prepare ourselves to to join in praise uh, to join in fellowship and to join in remembrance to join in dedication and to join in encouraging one another what do you want me to do for you Let's sing together from the hymn book, number 76. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing, Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Lord God, we do thank you for your many blessings, richly shared. Lord, we thank you for yourself that you share with us that you aren't remote a remote God who needs to be sought out a God who is reluctant to be found but a God who in everything you have done in everything that you are wants to share and wants your family, your creation to be a part of who you are. Lord, we meet today to remember Jesus, the ultimate expression of you sharing yourself with your creation, that you gave your Son to live amongst us and to show us what you are like. Lord, we pray that in our praise and in our worship, in our remembrance, in our quiet time, in our exhortation, that you will speak to us and show us more clearly who you are and who you want us to be. Lord, bless us today, we pray, and bless all that will be said and done in your name because we ask this prayer in the name of Jesus.
It's always good to see the church explode with life at 25 minutes past 10. It is a nightmare for the person doing the announcements, but very welcome to you all. It's good to have us with Peter Wintermore this morning, who will be leading his words of encouragement. I know Peter had a long and difficult journey yesterday. It's a good job you left yesterday, but welcome. Ortilia is back with us. She had an even longer journey. It's good to see you again, Ortilia. It's also good to welcome Ivy and Rob and Paul and Janet, Chris and Hannah um, and Peter, uh, and anybody else who's turned up that I've missed. You're more than welcome to join with us this morning. Looking after our children in the crash today, we have Julia and Anna. Um, as you take your children over there, just be aware that you might need to hang around to help out as well a bit more. Father, I forgot, I'm sorry. Please do bless everything we do this week. And Lord Jesus, be the source of our encouragement as we do the work that you've left us. As I say, Peter is leading our words of encouragement this morning and we have our youth church this afternoon at 2.45. Please pray for all the children, the teachers, everybody involved in the youth church. Um, before I do the care news, Sylvia is just going to come up and just uh, give you some information about the new course which is starting very soon. Thank you. In two weeks' time, for our, <coughs> for our Sunday evening service, we're running a six-week get-to-know-the-Bible course. And there are lots of little invites. Um, we would like our usual distribution team to take the ones which Debbie's prepared for us here uh, so that they'll get out, hopefully during this week, so that people will know about this. We haven't made as many bills this year we would very much like everyone to take one or two and give them as a personal invitation so perhaps you could be thinking about that and praying for us for this course thank you okay the care news for this week apparently Issa's had an accident he, he had a fall and uh, hurt his face quite badly um, he went to hospital, he is back home now, but uh, he doesn't feel he looks too clever at the moment, so uh, he's just resting at home, but I'm sure he'd appreciate some contact during the week. Anne has made a great effort to be with us over the last three we few weeks, and it's good to see you here again, Anne. We pray this will be a help to you in the coming weeks as you struggle with the difficulties that you face at the moment. We think of Marion. Morning, Marion. And all that you suffer, we do pray that God will continue to strengthen and to heal you. Marion should be getting results from her test this week, uh, but we've not heard any of the news. Uh, but it, it was helped by her seeing a very caring doctor. We're pleased to see Gladys as well here today. Um, and we do pray that God continues to take care of you, Gladys. We keep Debbie and Ben in our thoughts and prayers as they help support Debbie's mum. We pray for her too and those who are caring, those who are caring for her. Pauline had a very stressful week as someone snatched her wallet while she was shopping and Norman and Margaret have been very supportive. It was very good last night to see special friends and members of our family we haven't seen for a while as well as the wonderful audience of invited guests new to us. We ask for God's blessing on those we don't see very often including Norman and Margaret and Alan, Devon and Christine and John Bernani. Perhaps as well as praying you could get in touch with some of the members of our family that you haven't seen for a while and let them know that they are missed. And the last minute update, um, apparently Hayley is in hospital and has been a few times recently, so let's pray for Hayley as well. Thank you, there are all the announcements for the week. Lord God, 
we do thank you for blessing us so richly in so many different ways. So many opportunities of meetings to attend, training to receive, support that is on offer, opportunities to, to preach and to share your word. And Lord, we thank you for the many people that you have given us to love and to be loved by, to support and to be supported by. We've thought about a number of people whose needs we are at least partially aware of. Those who are here and those who aren't. Those whose sufferings might be obvious and those whose sufferings are internal. And Lord, we pray that you will bless those who have need. And Lord, that you will prompt us, nudge us to provide the support that you know that we can offer. Lord, be with those we've talked about Isa and Anne, Marion, Gladys, Ben and Debbie, Pauline, Haley, Yaccio, and her husband. Lord, we pray because you know what they need, you know the support that they need and we pray that you will give us the insight and the wisdom to know how we can do our part. Lord bless us we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we're going to read from Luke chapter 18 and uh, Chris and Hannah Gaston are going to read this for us. So, uh, Chris, I think, is reading uh, verses 1 to 17, and Hannah is going to read from 18 to the end of the chapter. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, a certain, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? 
I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with men is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be turned over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, 
flog him and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them and they did not know what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. There's a huge amount in in that one chapter, isn't there? Lots of human interest, lots of lots of people in differing places receiving different things some receiving what they want in fact I think everyone received what they set out to achieve the widow achieved justice by being persistent the Pharisee achieved uh, some measure of respect amongst those who saw him the tax collector received righteousness from God justification from God Bartimaeus received his sight perhaps the rich ruler was the one who went away disappointed because he wasn't really sure what it was that he was asking we all come with different things on our minds on our hearts we come as completely different people and again I think Jesus asks us the question what do you want me to do for you we're going to sing a hymn we're going to sing uh, that wonderful hymn by John Newton Amazing Grace it's a very familiar hymn it's number 134 in Praise the Lord I chose it because I I wanted to link in with the, uh, with the idea of the man who was blind but healed and in verse 1 it, uh, the writer writes that he was blind but that now he sees but it's grace that makes the difference it's that unmerited free gift of God Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? 
I said that everyone got what they wanted. Which is partly true, but not everyone got what they needed. The widow, the judge, was corrupt, almost certainly, because that was the way that they were in those days. The widow had nothing, but she knew that she wanted justice. And she got justice. The Pharisee had everything as far as he was concerned, everything that he needed, righteousness in the eyes of the law as he saw it. He had the respect of his peers, but he didn't get what he needed, which was justification from God. The tax collector had nothing. Materially, he was probably very well off, but he recognised that spiritually he had nothing. But it was him who went home justified. The rich ruler had everything. Again, he thought he had a, a righteousness because he kept the commandments. He was materially very well off. But Jesus recognised that that materialism was his barrier to being put right with God. And the blind beggar. The blind beggar, he really did have nothing. He didn't have his health. He didn't have any material possessions to speak of. And it was to him that Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? He had nothing else. And so, he was a blank canvas. He had room to receive whatever it was that Jesus gave him. He didn't have money to get in the way. He didn't have status to get in the way. He didn't have any sense of righteousness of his own to get in his way. So when Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He had enough room in his life to receive it. when we ask that same question or when we, we hear that same question what do you want me to do for you? Do we have room in our lives? Do we have the space in our lives to receive what it is that we are asking for? we come to break bread and we don't come to break bread lightly as a, a ritual a routine that we just do week in week out we don't do it just because 
everyone else is doing it. We do it out of a commitment. We do it out of a sense of expectation. That as we open ourselves up to God, and as we remember the person of Jesus, that we will make Him centre in our lives, and that we'll clear out of our lives those things that prevent him being in charge. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. John is going to offer our thanks. Mighty God, you know exactly what each person in this room and each person who has acknowledged you as the creator and master. You know what each one of us needs every second of every day. And you ask so little of us, Father. You are just that, a father to us all whose love is unbound. You showed it to us with the sacrifice of our dear friend and brother, the Lord Jesus. And you ask us not to remember him with with great pomp, with gold, with ceremony, with chanting, with incense, with banners, with trumpets but with a simple piece of bread that we can remember his body and it's not just his body that was on that cross but his body that trod the many miles that preached that laid hands on children that smiled and looked into the very heart of each person he met we are so thankful to know him and to acknowledge him as our friend and our brother we ask this blessing now in his name. Amen. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. Without your sacrifice, we wouldn't be here this morning. We have read this morning as well. We had the question, what do I lack? And this is the time when you have invited us to come and reason together, to discuss in ourselves what our relationship is with you and the Lord Jesus. And we thank you that you still invite us every 
time and you still know us each and every one of us by name we know ourselves we lack many things but we know that we try and do our best to fulfill your expectations and Father we thank you that this morning we can pass the cup among ourselves to remind us of your son's sacrifice and the fact that we can come closer and closer to you and Father we for this we thank you in the Lord Jesus name He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. After thy loving kindness, Lord, have mercy upon me. For thy compassion great, blot out all mine iniquity. Of gladness and of joyfulness make me to hear the voice, so that these very bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Let's sing together hymn 29, which is based on Psalm 51. very pleased that we can uh, welcome Peter here instead of getting to Lost last night he got stuck on the motorway so um, Peter please come and exhort us it's truly amazing when uh, some events or even a word someone says to you or something you see or even smell can trigger off a a flashback in your mind and uh, in the last uh, few hours I've I've been speaking